Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Time change because now it's dark when I commute. Like it, it was kind of nice to like it was morning, and then when I left work, it was still day out. Aww, like I, I'd whatever, <laughs> but this like three p.m. like end of workday shit is kind of awesome, and because you can do stuff like you can go like do more like actual things, like as opposed like to what? when I would get well like. Say I wanted to join a gym, I could do that. Uh, even just being able to like randomly do uh, errands or like a car appointment, like I get like I don't have to use time to go do a, like I, doctor's appointments. Like you know, I did a doctor's yeah. appointment on Friday. Yep. Like I could do it at the because like, I usually do them at the end of the day on Friday. So it's like oh, I kind of leaving work early. Now I'm not even using time. Like I'm just going to a doctor's appointment. Um, well, here's the cool thing about and it. Then, Everybody now knows about your day. Oh, that's nice. Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show best in all his future endeavors.
the big dog. Shut up! What is up? We are live. It is a fantastic Wednesday morning to those of you who are listening to the show on time. Tuesday evening for the three of us as we record another edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. The Babyface Heel Podcast because there's two sides to every storyline. I am the heel, Patrick O'Dowd is the babyface, and Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes. The Babyface Heel Podcast, of course, is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which is part of thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. You can follow along with thechairshot.com on social media as well, at Chairshot Media. Of course, the website is thechairshot.com, and it is your home for sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment, including all of these amazing podcasts that are part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Just with the three of us here, you've got Chairshot Radio, multiple editions of Chairshot Radio. Three of the seven days are covered here at this show. Plus, you've got the hashtag Miranda Show, Bandwagon Nerds, appearances on other shows like Three Man Weave, uh, and, and so many more. All between the three of us here as part of the Chairshot Radio Network. So, if you want to follow, I was going to play a soundbite, but then didn't. So that's why that sounded sure. weird. So if you want to follow along, a little with, awkward. I, you know, it's, it's what we do here sometimes, you know, it, you, you'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow along, of course, I talked about at Chairshot Media. And most people don't sit there and hit the website to listen to a podcast. Some do, especially at work. I hear people that, that listen to them at work, but we are on all of your favorite podcasting fl- platforms as well. iHeart. Google Play, Spotify, and of course, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. So go ahead, like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. We appreciate you doing that and being part of the movement that we have here at thechairshot.com. Everything you do helps us out, and we appreciate that immensely. I can't even put into words how much we appreciate it, so go ahead and do that. My name is Greg DeMarco. Of course, people call me the kingpin, lots of other things, some of them not so nice. Uh, but I do run this thing here at chairshot.com. You can follow me at chairshotgreg on Facebook, on the Twitter, and on Instagram. All kinds of updates and, and stuff like that. So go ahead and follow along. Uh, at chairshotgreg is a place to do that. You've heard one voice and you haven't heard another yet because she's muted and, and she might have been late, but hey, these things happen. Because we're people who have lives that are doing podcasts. And first off, of course, you heard the the long story of the morning routine of one Patrick Aloysius O'Dowd. I'm just going to make up new new middle names, you know. Next week, you'll be Patrick uh, I like, Eugene O'Dowd. I like the kayfabe middle just name. Just for the heck of it, yeah. Next week, I'll go Eugene. I don't know what I'll do the week after. But we'll keep it kayfabe because that's what we do. Here at the Chairshot Radio Network and the Babyface Heel Podcast. But Patrick O'Dowd can be found on Twitter. At Wrestling Realist. Now, if you've been listening to the show ever, you can say it with me. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd. Probably still sitting somewhere around 462 followers on the Twitter. Actually, actually, I'm pretty down. I'm in the 50s again. Yeah. Prevent. I, I was thinking about you before the show started, oh, by the way, because Dark Side of the Ring uh-huh. was air, airing your favorite subject, and, and Scott Hall was once agree uh, once again agreeing with you that it was all a work. Of course, it was a work, but, but it's not November. We can't talk about that topic right now. We'll talk about it. In November. It's on TV. It's on TV it's today. I don't know why today. 
That's a the, the, well, no, now it's the 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 new way they're cashing in with the ninety minute like special round table. Where, oh, the the Snyder cut know. of Dark Side of the Ring. Basically. Oh God. Apropos by the way, no, no, by the way, no, no, by the way, no, 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 no. Are you going to, are you (laughs) going to play your card? Are you going to play your card? Do you want to play your card? Do I need, do I need to play my card? If you want to talk about what you're about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, You'll hear about it when you ask me about bandwagon nerds. That's true. I just, I'll conveniently forget to do that this week. The first time ever I'll forget to do that. I know I won't. No, you won't. I wish I could say I would, but I won't. You're already keeping, you're already keeping me up past my bedtime for this. Thanks, Miranda. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Not, Aww, not really. Pudding. Yeah, kind of. No, you need to thank Daylight Savings Time is what you need to think. Yeah, before. that's the real fuck oh, right here. That's why we don't right, celebrate right. it here in Arizona. Well, does anyone well, actually celebrate it in yeah. New England? Like, nobody's sitting there being like, yes, change the clocks again. <laughs> okay, no celebrate, Raise acknowledge it. We don't acknowledge it. No, we, don't. we pretend it does not exist. You know why? Because it does mm-hmm. not exist. I'm afraid Not I here. some bad news. Not here, but elsewhere. That voice you hear is of the Queen of Softstyle herself. She is on Instagram and Facebook, but not on Twitter, because she's also the Twitterless heroine at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag is spelled out for Miranda Morales. Hello. A man, uh, real life is stranger than fiction. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. I'm absolutely right, Mr. Greg Marco That's- and uh, Patrick Aloysius. <laughs> Stephen Marie O'Dowd. See, Aloysius uh, actually holds a special place in my heart because the O'Dowd family names turkeys for Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. one year we did name the turkey Aloysius and it created a hashtag Aloysius is delicious. Oh, that stuck. For, well, it was one Thanksgiving, man. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just like, kidding. it's fine if you want to be, you know, downer all all night. Oh, that's cool. I'm just trying to get you to bed, Patrick O'Dowd. Like I'm trying to get you to sleep, so I don't have to listen to you complain as uh, much. Because to say I don't I mean, have to listen to you complain, hit, we're gonna make you hit. You're gonna make me hit that hour anyway, or the 55 minutes, the best 55 minutes of podcast wrestling. Podcast. Last week, by the way, we were at 55 minutes. The hashtag Miranda Show clocked in at like 44 minutes. I went back and checked. It was the second shortest edition of the hashtag Miranda show mm-hmm. ever. Ever. You know the why? The first one was because 30. I'm tired now all the time and I don't have time. Also, because now Greg makes me uh, record Share Shot Radio. Um, so I feel like the time that we would have spent on hashtag Miranda show just gets moved. It does all even out. Radio. Yeah, we're just reallocating time. That's all we're yes. doing. Yes. Reallocating That's all time. we're doing. I just, I just show up with Share Shot Radio like, Dave, it's me, Dave. And then we record Chair Shot Radio. But we've got some fun topics to talk about today. But before we do that, I mean, I think everybody knows what we need to do next. And uh, that, that starts with Miranda Morales. Greg, it's time to wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. Yes, there at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of the chair including multiple always use your head t-shirts, the chair shot worldwide shirt, uh, the OG chair shot logo, one of my favorites. And of course, multiple t-shirts in support of different chair shot 
podcasts, including A Winner Is You, Bandwagon Nerds, uh, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, and of course, Everybody Hates Greg. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and pick up your t-shirt today. Shirts start at $19.99, and of course, you can always get them in soft style. So treat yourself. Take care of yourself because, you know, you're special. And you, and you are you. So you're worth the extra few dollars for a soft style t-shirt. And you can get that all at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, we are back, and we appreciate you checking out those commercials, being a part of that as it does support everything that we do here at thechairshot.com. So thank you for listening. Thank you for, for jumping in, doing all of that, and, uh, and being a part of it. I do want to tell you guys about, well, we have a new show that we're doing here, and it's a short-term show as we do it for the next six weeks, covering the craziness that is WrestleMania. And, and I could tell you about it, but you know what? We made a commercial. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Make sure you're checking out Mania Madness every Friday afternoon on thechairshot.com. Christopher Platt and a rotating list of guests go through every WrestleMania one six-pack at a time. Check it out every Friday, only on the ChairShot Radio Network. Go ahead and check that out every Friday. Mania Madness going through all of the WrestleManias 
And they have a lot of fun. It's, it's a good good ride through all the, the WrestleManias. Giving bandwagon nerds a run for their money in terms of show length, but they're covering six WrestleManias at a time. They're covering 18 hours to 24 hours of WrestleMania in a two-hour time frame. So instead of just listening to 20 minutes of Patrick O'Dowd and an hour or 40 minutes of David Ungar on bandwagon nerds. So that, that's my shout-out to Patrick. And and trying, but to, I do appreciate that. But yeah, I'm still gonna flip you off. Trying to protect you from from the burial, <laughs> and and throw it all the way of uh, of, of throw one. it all on on the lawyer. Throw it all on the lawyer. Yep. Throw it all on Dave. Get myself sued. Fair enough. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So all right. So we are gonna jump in. Oh, hang on. This is my pill noise. Pill pill sound going off there. There we go. I gotta take it later tonight anyway. Pull behind the curtain right there. Because Greg takes his leukemia medicine twice a day. So. We are talking. Wait, you we have leukemia? Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know this. I had no today. idea. Of course you didn't. I've, I may have come late, but Patrick is derailing the show. Yes, he is, actually. Ever since, I'm okay with it. Ever since he has the new schedule, he's been derailing the show. Like, this is the second week in a row of the show derailment, courtesy oh. of one Patrick Aloysius O'Dowd. How did I derail the show last week? Go back and listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is go back and listen. So anyway, we are, we haven't talked about, we talked about this like a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year ago when it first hit, but this is kind of a first time that we're really digging in and talking about COVID here on Ben or bandwagon nerds. I don't even host that show. I've only been on that show once here on the baby face. Heel and I wasn't podcast. even there. You weren't there. No, that's why I was there. That's and same thing with the with with what I've written for the the article for you. You weren't there either. I don't think we've ever done anything bandwagon nerds at the same time together. Yeah, you, you've never been on my show. Not well. It was when your I've show when I was on it. Actually, was it yours yet? Because you hadn't really taken over, fully taken over the. No, nah, yeah, I really hadn't taken the reins yet. I hadn't had that conversation with you where I were like, "Hey, this is your thing now. You do it." Um, but anyway, now see you're rubbing off on me, Patrick or Dad, causing me to derail it by talking about you. That's 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 what's where we've gone to. Anyway, we're going to talk about COVID because some things have happened recently in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. And I do consider uh, the UFC to be sports entertainment, even if it's not uh, pre-planned and, and and written and scripted. Uh, but it is still a, a version of sports entertainment. And that is the topic of crowd sizes. As you guys know, WrestleMania 37 will take place over two nights, April 10th, April 11th at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. And the stadium capacity is right around 60,000 people. And WWE is planning for crowd sizes of 45,000 people each night wanting to be the biggest crowds since the pandemic kicked off. Now, later in the month of April, April 24th, UFC 261 is going to take place in Jacksonville, Florida. And I've got the name of the arena sitting right here. That is the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena, which holds 15,000 people. And they are going full capacity uh, with this 15,000-seat arena, plus whatever's on the floor. So you're probably looking at about 15,500 people in attendance for UFC 261. So we've got WrestleMania at 75% capacity, 45,000 seats each night. Not total, but 45,000 seats each night for WrestleMania. And UFC 261, 15,000-plus seats, full capacity at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena. And I want to know what you guys think about this. Is is it's been over a year now, or right at a year? 
actually today is the day, the one year anniversary of when I know my gym shut down and, and that Stone Cold Steve Austin was the guest host of one of the worst editions of Raw I've ever seen in my life. But I give him a pass for it because they didn't know what the hell was going on and neither did we. And so we can't really, uh, but we're not there now, not there anymore. But Patrick O'Dowd, we'll start with you. Thoughts on where we're headed during the month of April. 45,000, 45,000 for WrestleMania, 15 plus thousand for UFC. So it's hard to kind of divest my personal feelings from like what they're doing. Like I understand why the WWE is doing this and in the state of Florida where they've opened everything up, they're basically doing what they can do and they're a business. They're trying to make money and they're trying to make this a, like a huge, like they're trying to make it a huge event again. Like I I totally understand that. And, And to me, it, it's one of those things like, yeah, we're in a better place than we were one year ago. It's still a risky venture. It's still, you know, it's not a, it's, it's still, in my opinion, not the wisest decision, but I'm not going. So, and as you often like to say, Greg, at this point, we've made our peace as a country with virus gonna virus and have decided that we're okay with people getting sick and possibly dying, which is sad. And that's, and that's the thing that like, why, and I, that's what bothers me about this whole thing is that, and we will never know, right? Like, we'll never know. Like people are going to get sick out of this. Somebody may die. We'll never pin it on WrestleMania or UFC or whatever, but we're just begging for something because we're just so desperate to, to, to one, make a buck. And I think you can't say that it's not to make a buck. Um, but two, we 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 are still as a population in this fantasy land that the world is just going to go back to what it was, like that the vaccine is going to make it back to what it was. And that's just not the case. And I think it's unfortunate that some people are going to go to this and they're going to get really sick and some people's lives might be at risk over a wrestling event. I would have been OK with actually. Yes. Like I, you answered the question I was going to ask at the start of the segment, and that was the capacity of the stadium. That it's what did you say? Basically two thirds full, seventy five percent, seventy five percent full. Yeah, like that's to me that's nuts. To me that's nuts. Um, you know, when you look at most places doing like a twenty five percent capacity or whatever, and having a lot of space amongst people, it just to me it's it's not a bad decision. But I understand why they're doing it. I don't agree with it. I'm okay with not going. And if you think I'm a big chicken shit, fine. I'd rather not, you know, swell up and die. So this is, this is where we get to actually be the baby face and the heel. It's kind of fun. I'm excited about this. Right. First off, I am going to start at the end of what you said. And that's the big chicken shit part. I don't, what I'm about to say, it would then be hypocritical of me for to to allow anybody to call you a big chicken shit in this situation. We've, this has come up on the topic of steroids. This has come up on a lot of different topics for me. On these shows in regular conversations with both Patrick and Miranda, you know, in life for me, I, what it typically boils down to is personal choice for me. And, and that's where I typically go. And I do believe at this point, I, I just, I just don't like this feel like I don't like trying to protect people from themselves. Like, it's just, if they're going to go, they're going to go. Like you said, Patrick, like, 
at this point, it's been over a year. There's a lot of theories out there about whether or not, you know, it's at one point, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and California, all four had very different strategies for managing COVID-19 and all four had the same exact positivity rate despite their strategies. And the state of Florida, things are wide open. The state of Texas, things are wide open. They're sort of open here, but not fully. Um, they're open, but we still have to wear masks if the local uh, if the local authorities say so. And of course, the social distancing. It's always been a local authority authority thing here in Arizona. It's never been a statewide mandate because um, we're a true Republican state, I guess, in that <laughs> regard. Even though we elected Joe Biden, no. um, but this isn't about. The election. Don't don't worry about that. We we had that conversation, but to me, it's it's. We'll talk about the money thing in a minute, but I just think people are going to do what they want to do, and at this point, I, I just think we let them. I think we let people do what they want to do. They're going into this knowing if they don't know what the possibilities are by going to WrestleMania thirty seven. Where have they been for the past twelve months? Like, if you don't know the risks, you haven't been paying attention. And, and we'll talk about kind of the ticket set up and, and, and how I think that'll affect the, the capacity a little bit. But at this point, some people want to get on with their lives and want to take the risks associated with it. And who are we to tell them no, I guess, is my, my position on it today. Am I going? No. Do I personally think they should go with that rate? I honestly don't know. I can't say yes and I can't say no. As weird as that sounds, I'm not, I'm glad it's not my decision to make. Uh, we'll put it that way. And it, it was recently my decision to make, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And, and, and that's kind of where, where I stand on all of it, but I'm not, I'm not against it. Okay. I'm not as, as, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not like Mitch Hedberg and, and, and bean sprouts on a sandwich. Like I'm not, I'm for them. But I am definitely not opposed to what they're doing. Um, WWE, UFC, full capacity? I don't know. I, I just heard about it this weekend, and I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, I'm more sure of, of being okay with what WWE is doing than what UFC is doing. Miranda, what do you think? So I, I definitely have an agreement with, with both of your points. Um it is weird that a company like the WWE, um, especially when you know who's behind the helm of Vince McMahon, the Vince McMahon, and you know how business oriented he is. Um, some of this absolutely makes sense. You know, he's put a lot of things in in front uh, for for this business, um, and it, and it also makes somewhat sense uh, because of historically too, just more of his maybe political or even personal inclinations is a little bit more open to some of the alignment that we see in states like Florida and with Texas. So in some ways it's not that surprising. Um, it's a big, it's a big capacity. And I imagine some of that is the layout too. I'm, I'm imagining that the layout is going to be somewhat similar to other WrestleManias, including seating on the floor. So that means that there is going to be a lot more space than maybe we think about because a lot of the comparisons have been on the Super Bowl. Um, but they needed that whole, you know, range for the act, the football field to have the game. They won't need that for WrestleMania. So there may be more spacing than anticipated. Um, but I, I do agree that 
you know, this we're coming into a time when things are starting to open up, some opening up sooner rather than later. I know many of us work for higher education institutions. And I know where I work has stated they're working towards in-person classes in the fall. And I think a lot of schools and, and locations are really working towards that more for the fall. So this is a, a little bit further up in the timeline, but in some ways a little necessary to see what is going to happen, what what will happen. And that is not meant to say that this has to be an experiment, but I hope that if at least we can learn something from it and see what happens other, whether organizations, companies can learn from this and see what their capacity looks like. I, I do agree too. It's, it's free will. You know, those who are going to make the trip, I believe, understand the risks that are involved in this. And while many of us will stay at home and watch, there are people who are really wanting this. And if that means, you know, traveling, all of that, people are going to continue to do what they're going to do. Um, you know, it, this is just kind of an example of it, but it, it is kind of weird. It's weird that they're really dipping their toe, not even dipping the toe, just canning, cannonballing into this, not really knowing what it's going to, to look like and what the effects are. And, you know, is, is there going to be almost some release or there's going to be what kind of liability does WWE have in this? Is that something um, business-wise they have to think about in the future? Is that part of a disclosure when you buy a ticket now that you're agreeing that you, you know, understand the risks of being there? Who knows in the legal sense what this means um, in, in that big, big, big picture? But I, I do kind of agree people are going to do what they're going to do um, one way or another. There's people who are dying for a sense of normalcy. And, and I know that's an odd word choice of words um, when there are people who are actually dying because of this. But it is almost that same feeling of people, you know, just losing it because they hadn't had normal interactions. They haven't been able to do the things that they wanted to do. And if that means that they risk you know, something, some rate of infection for them, they feel like it's worth it. And that's me personally, that's their, their choice. That's what they can decide. The only counter that I, I wanted to bring up to this personal choice argument that comes up all the time is that your personal choice impacts my personal life too, with things like this, because it's about a disease that doesn't always play itself out as in Greg goes, does a thing and Greg gets sick. It might be Greg goes, does a thing, goes home and gets his family sick or gets somebody he works with sick. And that's like, and this isn't a necessary thing for people to do. This is an entertainment thing for people to do. And it's the same, like I have a lot of problems with the NCAA. You guys know, I love basketball. Talked about it in the danger zone card two weeks ago. Um, but it's the same sort of thing, like these, this opening up and this gradual opening up that when we're, we're kind of in this like halfway in, halfway out and sort of figuring out whether or not we've really got a, a vaccine that works, whether we've really mitigated this, these new strains that, that people are talking about. There, there's risk factors to the greater environment and to other people around to where that decision doesn't just impact the individual who goes, it could impact somebody who had nothing to do with the decision that was made. And that's, that's to me is why it's so concerning is that, you know, you bring this big cluster of people together for a thing. It's, it's not just what happens at the thing. It's what that could, what that result can be to the further, you know, to the further, wherever those people go afterwards. 
we see that on campuses. Like we had, you know, a, a huge spike in cases, not because of the big party itself, but, but everybody that then got interacted with after the party happened. And so that's, I guess that's where my concern is, you know, obviously it's in Florida. I'm in Massachusetts. Like I'm not, like, I'm not likely to, to come into contact with that, but that's always been my, when people talk about the personal accountability thing, yeah, you're accountable to yourself, but you also make it riskier for me to go to the fucking grocery store as somebody who like not only doesn't want to get the virus, but also is a risk factor for serious complications if I do get the virus. And so that's where I find the thinking challenging with, with folks who are like virus going to virus, you know, and, and like, I get it. Like at this point we've made our peace with that decision. Uh, and in that sort of direction, like as a country, like that's what we're going to do. Um, so I will continue to mask up. I will continue to not enjoy the things that I would like to enjoy as a normal human being that if people would just do, we would be able to do sooner and wait for my turn to get a fucking vaccine because I just don't happen to be old enough or <laughs> fat enough. Oddly enough, like sucks. I actually got weighed today to see if I would be overweight enough to get the vaccine. Nope. It's interesting because you talk about we could do the things that we want to, you know, go back to doing those things. Largely, people are able to go back and do those things. It's just whether or not you, it's worth the risk. And that's just kind of life to me. It just we're in a riskier situation right now, a much riskier situation right now. I've taken that risk. And, and, and what's, what's scary about it is the more you take the risk and don't get it, the more you're willing to take the risk mm-hmm. and, and yeah. don't get it. Right. So, and, and, you know, WWE right now uh, tickets, you know, you're listening to this Wednesday morning tickets are supposed to go on sale at 10 AM today and they're not. And that's because they're still working out some, some things, probably some of what you talked about. Is there a liability waiver? Or are you you know doing that when you buy tickets and maybe they're working out with Ticketmaster? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do know the setup mm-hmm. is that tickets have to be purchased in six seat pods. So if Patrick, Miranda, and Greg decided to go to WrestleMania, and it's just going to be the three of us, we'd have to buy six tickets. You cannot buy one, two, three, four, five. You have to buy six tickets, and you have that six-seat pot. And I'm guessing it's three seats in front of three seats in a little square rectangular with openings all around it, right? Probably a one-seat barrier around all four sides is my guess. I get total guesswork. I've seen the layout, Miranda, is just like every other WrestleMania that, that when you were talking <laughs> about that. It's literally... There's, there's seats on the field. There's a big empty space where the stage is going to go. All of that. It, it looks like any other, any other WrestleMania. Probably the layout they had planned for last year. Just the seating arrangement within that layout is going to be different. You were there on February 27th. I ran a wrestling event called IZW Monster. When tickets went on sale, we were selling 110 tickets. Do you remember how many chairs we set up for that event? One sixty, one eighty. I was gonna play cards. One eighty higher. Yeah, we went crazy. We did. We sold one hundred and seventy-one tickets, and and we put out one hundred and eighty chairs. And of course, any event that when you get to a certain size, there's no shows and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it was ticket requests that I kept honoring, and I kept going because I felt bad. This person didn't get their thing. This person did this. This person didn't get their thing. This person didn't get it. All right. What message did I send out over the weekend for 
the the May fifteenth event that were already almost at capacity. That like two weeks out, pretty much you know a majority of tickets have sold out already, and we w- probably will not get to May with tickets available no. No. or or seats available. Period. We may not get to April with seats available. Yeah. Um, last time we sold that a month in advance, we're probably going to eclipse that. I'm positive we're going to eclipse that this time. Who knows? But I can't go to 180. Like, I just can't. We only got one complaint. All right? But to me, that was one too many. And then the complaint came from somebody who traveled. As we've talked about before, we literally have people that come from California, Utah, New Mexico, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, um, I think I had all the states. I'm sure I'm leaving one out. California? California, yeah. Uh, all over that they come from for, for these events because we only have them four times a year. It's, it's an event. It, it's, it's a happening. It's not just a show. And, and somebody who traveled from another part of Arizona was the one who had a complaint about it because like Patrick O'Dowd, they have a risk factor. Uh, and, and so in talking about that, we decided we, not, we can't push it again. We're just not going to push it again. So I'm trying to get in front of it with our talent, with our staff, with everybody involved saying, hey, because then I got to be the bad guy and cut it off. And I don't want to do that. And so that puts us in a position where, and so I'm trying to be proactive about it and let people know. And we've had, you know, that day that I put that out there, we had 10 more tickets go through because of people letting their, their folks know. And we're giving them a discount for that because we're in a good spot. But I am really... I can't, you know, I learned from experience, basically. I was the closest experience I'll ever have to what WWE is going through right now. And we're talking about, you know, 120 versus 180, not 75,000 or 60,000 versus 45,000, right? Completely different. But it's that capacity issues and, and, and it's, it's where you're at. Patrick O'Dowd brought up the money thing during his first comments about this. And I don't think it's a money thing. I really don't. WWE has in the past few years signed three different billion dollar contracts within their organization. And they're to a point now where it doesn't matter if they sell a single ticket. Sure. They'll love the windfall of money they're going to get from ticket sales for WrestleMania. But I think it's that PR aspect of it. They want to be the organization that has that first really big, huge event. Now, I don't know when the Texas Rangers have their first game with 40,000 people at their stadium. Patrick probably knows that better than I do, but 45,000 people, two different nights in Tampa, like that's going to be the biggest crowd in this country as far as I know since the pandemic began. And Patrick, I think that is more what it's for. I think they want to make history and they want to be able to say, they're the first company that ran anything after 9-11. They are the first people who tried to do anything they could when the pandemic hit. It was basically a race between Vince McMahon and Dana White to see what they can put together. And of course, here we are, April, Vince McMahon and Dana White trying to put this on. Granted, so are the Texas Rangers and neither of them associated with Texas Rangers. But I think to WWE, the money's great. It's it's a financial decision, but it's not a ticket sale decision. I think it's a financial decision in terms of being able to tout this for years to come. Which is, and the cynic in me was like, of course Vince McMahon's ego wants to be like, first. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. And, so yeah, I think that there's truth to that as well. I don't think they're hemorrhaging money by any sense of the imagination. That's not what I was really getting at. Uh, but it, it's also not like they're raking in cash, right? Like, like when you're when you're having events with nobody there, like you're not bringing in money. I just I think that they're they're of course going to when they like the video package to open 
night one of WrestleMania with all the fans back, I'm willing to bet, and along with all that, like, sort of the grandeur stuff they do, it's going to be something about fans and being back, and we're we're back, and look at us. How great is this? And it's, it, to me, it's an ego stroke as much as anything. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, Maybe it's the 40-something cynic in me at this point where I'm just, you know, you know, going full IWC here. No, no, no. I, I, but, I agree because I think, though, going back to your point, Patrick, it's almost this – and even a little bit to what Greg has mentioned, I think it's almost this warped sense of patriotism. Like I feel like there's so right. much within this that's like going back to what you're saying about choice and, and kind of free will in this. Um, and that's where a lot of these arguments come is – this is the United States. We have the right to do what we want and not want. And that leads into a whole rabbit hole of other arguments uh, that I'm not going to get into. But I do feel like uh, knowing Vince, uh, as far as, again, what I was mentioning, kind of a little bit of his political alignment or just history with that, his associations, and also just based off of you know, the way the company is, it is almost this warped sense of patriotism of like, we are going to be the first, we are going to make this work. And I feel like that kind of aligns with other people's values about, you know, I should have the right to go out and do what I want and take the risk. And I should be able to evaluate that risk because this is the United States. And it's kind of like, that's not how this works. Like, I understand what you mean by that, but that's not what patriotism is is right. alluding to. You know, that's not what this is about. But I feel like that that is all tied into this, whether it's, you know, what the states are doing, what personal choice is about. But it, I think, too, I think Vince McMahon has that. Like you're saying, Patrick, like there is this, there will be some messaging around this of we're back. The WWE is doing this. You know, look how this force of nature that the WWE and, and you know, pioneering this. And it's like not really necessary. Like no one's asking you to do this. You're doing this because you want to have that that gloating period of like, guess what we did? And yeah, even if it's, you know, between Dana White and, and Vince McMahon. But I, no. I, I do feel like it ties into that bigger mm -hmm. I will I will say that, like, if you're looking at the pie chart, like there's a sliver. That's like how great are the you know we love we want the fans back because we love them. Then there's like a larger chunk that's I'm just sorry is a little more ego driven. Oh yeah, it than, is. It's an ego driven business, and and that's right. I mean that's why the WWE even exists because Vince had the right. ego to say he could take it national and eventually global. Um, right. I guess where I'm stuck is that, and first of all, you brought up the patriotism thing, and this whole pandemic has caused a warped sense of patriotism. That I think has always right. been there. It's just brought it out of people. Some people that I'm very close to. Some people that I really like. All right. Some people that, that all of us know have a really warped sense of patriotism. And I'm, who am I to tell them otherwise? You know, I'm just not. Um, and I just kind of look at it and laugh, to be honest with you. Because I, I, you can't change people's minds. It, you just can't. And it's just not worth the argument. Kind of like what, what Miranda said. It's not an argument I want to have right now. It's not an argument I want to have ever. I've been down that road. And for me, I guess I'm just like, you know, at this Why do you point, America, Greg? people are going to do it. <laughs> people are going to do it, whether it's at, at WrestleMania or whether if you talk about going to the grocery store, I have maintained since day one, more cases of COVID to spread at Walmart and Target and Probably. Kroger and wherever mm -hmm. than anywhere else. More people will get it that weekend from going grocery shopping than from going to WrestleMania. 
And we all have the ability to order our groceries online and have it delivered to our car. And most of us don't. Yep. And if this was really a big deal, Walmart would have blocked off every other parking spot and made everybody's purchase have to be done where, you know, the car side pickup and they don't, they let you come in the store. So I've had a problem with that from day one because we try to make all these rules, oh, right. yeah. and yet people are all over Walmart. And, and every time I stop at QT to get a drink or get gas or whatever, there's plenty of people. There's more and more people running around. I was in there once recently and there were more people without masks than there were with masks. And I doubt all of them were vaccinated. And even if you are vaccinated, you can still carry the damn thing. So it doesn't matter. So it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's just not, I just don't, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's what was always going to happen in this country. It's just the way the country is, the way the states are, and there's going to be states that open up. There's going to be states that do it. And, and look, talk about being hypocritical or whatever. If the governor goes full bore in Arizona, I, I'll be faced with the decision whether or not I sell more tickets to my wrestling event. I will. And because of the complaint we have, I probably wouldn't. But it doesn't mean I wouldn't open up some. I just don't know. My thought is I probably won't be in that position for the May event anyway. Uh, I probably will for August and, and we'll have to make that decision come that time. But it's a very interesting time. And once again, pro wrestling is at the center point of a, a national or worldwide issue like it was with 9-11, like it has been with so many other things. 9-11, the first show that they did that, that, that you know, when they moved it to a Thursday was all about patriotism as well. It really was. And it was WWE wanting to be first. And here they are again, wanting to be first. And I just don't know. I honestly can't say if it's good or bad. It's going to happen. I'm going to watch. It's still WrestleMania. We'll talk about that topic another week about what WrestleMania means. But to me, um, yeah, I'm not going. And and I probably wasn't going to go anyway. You know, it's interesting because this would have been original schedule. This would have been the California in, in Southern, or the WrestleMania in Southern California. Probably would have been there. So yeah, very, very interesting situation. One to definitely keep close tabs on and uh, see what happens. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Babyface Heel of the Week is our time to take a look at one of wrestling's most famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they were better as a babyface or a heel. And this week's Babyface Heel of the Week, as we record this on Tuesday, March 16th, on 316 Day, is none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, you hear more about Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Hashtag Miranda Show this week, but we are uh, celebrating the man and, and, you know, 316 day it is. How is he better? How would he be better? However you want to phrase it, as a babyface or as a heel. Miranda, we'll start with you. 
So this won't come as a surprise to anybody, but I go absolute babyface. Now, the way that he played, quote-unquote, babyface, too, redefined the structure of a baby face. Um, and, and not to say he was the first one, you know, the rub that he got from, from Jake, the snake that kind of ultimately led to three sixteen. Jake, the snake was really one of the first that who was able to play kind of that cool or anti, uh, hero, hero kind of person, I feel like. Um, but the way that that transformed, you know, how we viewed our baby faces, our heroes in the nineties and two thousands, changed wrestling forever and uh this very anti-authority uh self-reliant just badass you know destructive badass it, it changed of how we looked at baby faces you know from the pure sugar sweet 80s and early 90s um to you know what we got in that late to late to uh 90s to, to early 2000s changed the entire entire landscape and so you know, uh, and in comparison to what we got as his heel run um, later on, I mean, his we just know how history unfolded when it came to that. Um, I think it helped that he did make the change, um, even though it didn't last long and it wasn't well received. I think everyone needs to go through those changes and those dynamics. But the best Steve Austin has always been, you know, his version of what a baby face is Patrick we got one vote for babyface how about you yes because here and here here's here's why I, I'm gonna my answer is gonna be babyface but his character the stone cold character and real quick can you, can you believe this dude was saddled with the ringmaster to start his it WWE happens. run it happens. and I mean everybody starts somewhere Yes. And and then they make something out of it, but the Stone Cold character, what like you talked about, Jake Roberts, he was the bad guy. He was supposed to be the heel. The problem was people loved the heel, like loved the character, wanted to get behind him. His feud with Bret Hart as mm-hmm. as, the, as as a heel, people yes. loved him over Bret Hart. The the whole build, they were just waiting for a reason to cheer him, and thank goodness. For, for Vince McMahon, you know, being, you know, Brett started it, but Vince finished it and created the biggest feud in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Like period in discussion. And, and so it's, it's tough to define because it, we talk about that tweener role all the time. Like he, his behavior, like his behavior never changed. Just the way the, the crowd, the way the WWE got behind him changed. Because the crowd was all for him, yeah. so that's why I say he's a like. That's why I say Face Austin is the best. But his character never changed. Once yeah. he really got going with that Stone Cold thing, they just put him up against guys that the audience was ready to boo and was ready to get behind Austin to to whoop asses. Yeah, and it's it's funny because this is you know it goes back to the age old argument that we've had about babyface and heel versus hero and villain. He's a heel hero is what he really was. And because mm-hmm. he never changed the his heel ways, it just caught on with people and, and turned him into that. But for the purposes of this, yeah, I would say babyface all the way. Because again, I look at wrestling from that business sense, right? That business standpoint. Sometimes it pisses people off. And from a business standpoint, he can't be anything but a babyface. Like you just can't because of the money. It didn't work when he turned heel. It was horrible. And 
And that's why he went away. When he came back, he was babyface again because it just worked and it just sold and it just made money over money over money. I mean, he cut the Austin 316 promo and they couldn't make the shirt fast enough. They realized what they had when he did it. And literally the next night on Raw, and again, it was a pay-per-view, so only so many people saw it. But the next night on Raw, there were Austin 316 signs everywhere. And he was a mid-carder who had just won King of the Ring because Triple H was being punished for the curtain call. That's why he won it. And that cut, he cut the promo that launched the entire career. Probably would have happened anyway some other way, but you just never know. Man, wrestling is crazy like that. You know, Becky Lynch breaks, gets her nose broken. She's a mega star. Like you just never know what's going to happen in the world of professional wrestling. But I'm in agreement with the two of you. I knew we would all fall out this way, but it was 316 day, so that's why we did it. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, babyface all the way. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of no matter what I name this program, no matter what format we follow, I will always play the three-minute warning just to keep the legacy of two skinny jays alive. Like, that's really the only reason why I, I do that because, you know, I just, I just can't. Just, just, just can't let them. Good-ass song, period. It's a good-ass band. All right, look them up. If you're listening, go to YouTube, find some two skinny jays. Don't, you can watch the videos, but watch the live stuff. It's better. They're, they were a live band and that's what they did. And their, their CDs were okay, but nothing compares to them live. And I've told that story before how I discovered them. Um, I didn't discover them like you signed them to a record deal, but how I made my own personal discovery of them because they were opening for somebody else. And the somebody else was nothing compared to the opening act of two skinny jays. So we talked about COVID-19 and its impact on WrestleMania. And, and I want to shift gears a little bit and kind of reference a fun conversation that I had and and get your guys just, just kind of some favorites. It, it's kind of fun. We're going to talk about favorites surrounding the coronavirus, okay? We're going to do that. And it's going to be very, but it's going to make sense. So a few months ago now, a little more than a month ago now, I was at the dentist office, okay? If you live in the far west valley of Phoenix, Arizona, go see Dr. Gamez. She's a phenomenal dentist. And, and she said something that kind of settled an argument, I guess, between, between the wife and I. The wife, of course, being the lovely and talented Mrs. DeMarco. Her name's Holly. We just never use it. And she, we were talking about COVID and she kept calling it the COVIDs with an S. The COVIDs, okay? Like, like the neighboring families, the COVIDs or something like that, right? And, and I, had this, I was like, no, no, that's not acceptable. You cannot call it the COVIDs. And I had other suggestions that I'll go into in a minute. So I go see Dr. Gamez who has been wonderful. I can't tell you how many times she's fixed the chip in my front two teeth. She's amazing. And she did it again. And, and so I'm there and she's telling the story. She's also a, a dancer and, and she's from Romania or Lithuania or something like that or whatever those countries are called now because they change all the time. But she basically was telling the story about how she wanted to go dancing with her friends over the weekend, decided not to because uh, she's a dentist and, and needs to see patients and whatever and wanted to keep things safe from her patient standpoint and a business standpoint. And she was like, and I was seeing all their stuff on Instagram and their videos and their pictures and I was so jealous and literally come to find out a few days later, and this is how she put it, they all got the COVIDs. And I was so pissed off that she called it the COVIDs. I was like, I, I was like, Dr. Gamma's, I can't believe you just said that. Like it, you don't even understand. So here's my question to the two of you. And we'll start with Patrick. I can go if you need me to, cause I got a million of them. 
what's your favorite name for COVID-19? Like, like that people call it, that you hear it being called. Um, what do you enjoy as a name for COVID-19? And what do you prefer to call it when you're maybe having a little fun and not be Miranda's way too happy about this topic. Maybe having a little fun and talking about COVID. This is, I'm like the absolute worst person to ask this question because I'm know, so boring. Because you're so boring. Like, you're I don't, a, no, I'm absolutely boring with shit like this because I don't call it anything funny. I just call it COVID-19. It's really funny maybe though. So COVID- I'll, I'll use that, that opportunity then since you don't have an answer. to remember When we first started talking about it, calling it COVID-19 was dumb. Everyone called it the coronavirus. Rona. At some point it shifted. Oh, yeah, Rona. Well, Rona's one of them, but some point it shifted to COVID nineteen, and no one calls it coronavirus anymore. Miranda, yeah. you were just dying when I brought up this. Well, topic. I do have a nickname. Uh, me and, my, and a friend of mine, and I got it from my friend. Actually, called it the Rona. Mm-hmm. Um, like just in passing, I wouldn't say it out loud to other people, but when I talk about this with my friend, we would reference it as the Rona. Yeah, the Rona um, is, is a big one. The Rona. Uh, so it's just funny. And I didn't realize that like other people had nicknames for it. I just oh, thought yeah. like that was just, I didn't realize there were so many nicknames. Uh, the COVIDs, I, that I had not heard about until today. No, it sounds like today, a, but, uh, it sounds like it's next to the Hamptons. Like you go to the COVIDs. Yeah. I mean, I get it if there's like different strains. Which there are. Uh, so I don't know. Is it in like a COVID-20 or COVID-18 like or COVID, you know? No, they, they just call them, they just call them variants right now. Variants. Yeah, variants. Okay. The variants. COVID, COVID but, variants. So I uh, but, have a yeah. myriad of names. The Rona. The Rona, definitely one of them. Um, I've heard it referred to as the vid, which I thought was very interesting. Um, that sounds like an STD. Right? The vid. So it's, it's like if, if you get the clap and don't get it fixed, it becomes the vid. Exactly. You want to get the vid. And it's just short for something. VID obviously stands for something. We all know it does. Um, starts with a kidney infection. It gets a lot worse. But then we've also had um, one, one nine. I've heard it called one nine. And I've heard it called I one nine. I remember hearing in that in the very like, beginning. Like the, I've heard it recently. But so so basically, and, and here's how it was used, okay? The WWE Performance Center just had another outbreak last Friday of, of COVID-19. And so if you were talking about the Performance Center, you would say everything was going fine at, at the Performance Center until 1-9 came rolling through. All right? So it's kind of like talking about the cops. Ooh, yeah. Then um, the most recent one I've heard that I've loved is Uncle COVID is what I've heard it called. Everything was going Uncle fine until Uncle COVID showed up. Or Uncle COVID showed up. Uncle Uncle COVID came along, and next thing you know, blah blah blah. So, yeah, Uncle COVID's been one as well. Um, but but yeah, one nine is is one of my favorite. I do think um, the Rona obviously is a big one, and and Christopher Platt's been calling it the Rona all along on all of our shows here at the right. Chairshot Radio Network. But yeah, one nine is a favorite of mine, and I do like Uncle COVID right now. It's a pretty pretty funny one. We we've personified this thing from the start. Like they talked about, you know. COVID likes this or the coronavirus likes that. And, and it's just, we're literally, we turned it into a human being in the beginning. So that's what we do as a society. So and real quick, another one, and even my mom's alluded to this, not so much in title, but description, but it's like the zombie virus, like people, uh, so many of like, this is how the zombie apocalypse starts. You get this virus and then you turn into a zombie. So uh, that's also been, uh, my mom does not call it the zombie virus, but when she talks about it, she describes it as like, okay, you get the virus and then you turn into a zombie. So, sounds like she's been watching too much Walking Dead. Sounds like. Oh. 
So I do want to share, I was messaging with somebody and I wanted to know, this person tends to go to WrestleMania and I started off by asking them if they were going this year and they said one word, nope, definitely not going down there. And, and so this person actually was recently in Jacksonville. This person attended the AEW revolution pay-per-view and what they said, they'll hear this show and realize I'm reading this stuff on the air, but I'm not saying who it is. Jacksonville on a slow week was too much for me. Is what they said. And again, it's Florida. Mm. I'm definitely not going back until I've been vaccinated at least four times. And then they said, <laughs> Florida. I, I asked some clarifying questions. They said, no masks anywhere we went except Starbucks and the wrestling show. Didn't see a single mask anywhere else. So, and, and I basically said, we had a hard time making 180 people wear a mask at IZW. I can't even imagine 45,000 yeah. at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And maybe they won't require them. I don't know. I I can't imagine. It'd be such a bad look if they didn't require them. And I can't imagine what they're going to do. But we've already talked about that. But yeah, definitely some craziness going on down there in Florida. Florida has been wide open for a while. And we'll see what it means for WrestleMania. All right, Patrick O'Dowd. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I will. Tell the people what they missed this week on the Bandwagon Nerds. You missed the penultimate edition of the 90s project as we ran down our top 10 horror movies of the 90s. The fastest episode out of the 90s project so far, going in at a quick two hours, almost on the nose. Next week, this coming week, though, I'm I'm apologizing in advance. As you've got Zack Snyder's Justice League, you've got the season premiere of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and... It's the top 10 comedies of the 90s. That show is going to be good but long. It's going to be long. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. 10 years of calling it the Twitter has been my punishment because Disney insists on calling it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it just. That's his name. He's the Falcon. The vision. Like it's all just too many thes. The Facebook, the Twitter. It's funny. I kept calling it the Twitter when. Facebook actually started as the Facebook, but yes. yeah. Well, here's the funny thing is Falcon's like the OG the though, like, cause he was mm-hmm. the Falcon well before the Twitter existed well, or course, the yeah. Facebook or the vision. Who was first, the vision or the Falcon? Uh, the Falcon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, Miranda, why are you trying? Sure. Let, let Patrick answer that question. No, because I, I'm a secret Marvel nerd. I'm a, I'm a double check. I've been wrong before. Miranda can do her thing. Not we don't have important. to settle this on air. What is the, uh, sure what's, the what's the movie this week for the nerd review? Uh, it is Bill and Ted face the music okay. because I finally rented it and watched it. Dave hates it. I like it. So well, don't tell be, us that it'll be the, it'll no be, reason it'll to be read the it. Now. He's, he's quote, giving Jeez. it a second chance. Oh no. I'm I want su- y'all to, I I'm want surprised y'all to watch Patrick it. liked it. I loved it. Actually. I thought it was delightful. To be honest, but read why I think it's delightful when the nerd review drops this week, Thursday, Friday ish. Yeah, it depends on where we need it. Depends on where we need it. Miranda Morales, that's Patrick O'Dowd, by the way, at Wrestling Realist, W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. No Twitter. She's a Twitterless heroine. What can we all expect on this week's edition of the hashtag Miranda Show? 
Yes. So uh, on Saturday, not talking about the hashtag Miranda show right now, but it leads into it. So this is Saturday at Expo Lucha, which is going to be available online for free. Yours truly will act as a game show host. You can add that to my resume. I will be the host of uh, the Ring of Love uh, dating game show. And so because of that, uh, I'm going to uh, focus this week's episode on love and talk about some of uh, the most memorable on-screen wrestling love pairs. Um, and so we're going to focus on that. And, uh, you know, as, as Greg mentioned, uh, a little uh, tribute to Stone Cold Steve Austin on uh, today, which is 316, uh, talking about love, kind of how my love of wrestling started with Stone Cold. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this week's Hashtag Miranda Show. There you Patrick. Miranda, Miranda's right. Miranda was right by one year. Wow. The Vision yeah. debuted in 1968. The Falcon debuted in 1969. There you go. 69. Nice. all right so that's what i'm talking about that will wrap things up for this week's edition of the babyface heel podcast hope you've enjoyed the show we'll be back next week what we talk about i don't know we'll find out when we get there i talked about doing non-wrestling this week and we kind of did but we used wrestling to talk about a real world topic and so it's still a wrestling topic in my book of course uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Greg DeMarco at Chairshot Greg, the website, thechairshot.com at Chairshot Media. It's sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Like Miranda said, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chairshot. Pick up your very own chairshot t shirt. Tune in again next week to the Babyface Heel podcast. We'll have something special planned for you. But until then, just remember to always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.